Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. It's been a month and a day, I think, since I have done this, and a lot has happened in that time. So we want to do a special sort of uh, family time, if you will. I've got my youngest son with me here on the Bushnell Project, Levi. Levi, want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> yes. I will be asking him some questions, uh, just all the questions that we want to ask during this scary time. So Levi is uh, number seven of eight and living here in the same town as us. He's got his own little place and working and he's still working at a place where you work in the office, right? So you're not, you're not stuck at home. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, although many of the others have, uh, are, are starting to work from home as is the trend right now. So, and, uh, but it's just good to have Levi here. Always good to have family. And this time we're noticing a lot of families being together and maybe not uh, as used to being home, especially if you're parents with young kids. So we'll talk a little bit about that and maybe even do a special episode with my wife who is really good, is really good with children and can give some great tips. But go ahead, Levi, with your first question. Okay, so first question. Uh, with... With a lot of people working from home or unemployed and relying on unemployment insurance, uh, there's a lot of time on our hands. And as Christians, um, it's always good to be giving time in prayer. And this seems like a good time to pray. How should be people be praying during this time? Well, yeah, pray. prayer is a powerful thing that we're given. It's the most powerful thing we can do. And so praying without ceasing is even the... One of the things that we're kind of challenged to do, right? So how do we do that? But in these days, uh, these kind of crises will cause more to pray and cause others to pray more. So that's that's a good part of this, and praying is super critical. So praying for your family, praying for your neighbors, praying for your leaders, uh, your pastors, praying for the leaders in your community, your local community your medical community they really need our prayers right now and as as well as at the state level and of course the national level so all those things are things that we can be praying for and are actually and many of those commanded to do praying for our leaders our elders pastors and praying for our leaders in government and so i would definitely encourage all Christian men to really get on their knees and spend time in prayer and not to neglect that. And if it's not a habit, to really develop a habit, I find the, the best way to develop a prayer habit is first thing in the morning and last thing in the day. And then uh, to realize that prayer is not something you have to do with your eyes closed. And it's not something, it's a conversation with God. So it doesn't have to be fancy. I think that often we we get into this idea that I have to pray a certain way, but we it's, a, it's conversation with God. We are told to boldly go before the throne room of God in Hebrews and approach the, the throne of grace, obviously with humility, covered in the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So go in there humbly before the Lord, but we are before the Lord, and have that conversation with Him. And the one thing that the disciples did ask Jesus to teach them. And it was the only thing they asked. 
to be taught, and that was how to pray. And so that is uh, that is a reality of where we are right now today, especially as Americans. We are so over-entertained and things like that. So now that we don't have basketball and March Madness and things like that to consume our time, it might be great to spend some of that time in prayer, which may be difficult, but it's only difficult because we think it, it can't be easy. And it really is easy having a conversation with God and sitting down by yourself with his word, reading some scripture, praying to God, communing with God. So I just encourage everybody to do that, especially you young single men, Levi, I would definitely encourage that. Speaking of young single men like myself uh, who live on their own, like myself, uh, who maybe are working from home, still working or unemployed, what's a good use of their time? What should they be focusing on in this time? Besides prayer, right? Yeah. yeah. So you young men especially need to not be idle. And so it is hard, though, in these times where everybody's telling you to, especially if they're telling you to shelter in place and things like that, you could get active and even call some of the leadership in your community, depending on how big or small your community is call your uh, pastor or other leaders and say, is there something I can do? So I know here in our town, we're going to be looking for young people who are the least at risk and having them run errands for the most at risk. So that if we have an elderly couple that's afraid to go to the grocery store, we're, we're not in a community that's on lockdown yet. So anybody can go out, but the elderly may be a little bit scared to say, go to the grocery store and get some basic needs. And they also may not know how to ask if they don't have family in town. Or they may have family, but they may be really busy. So young men like you, we could call upon and say, hey, would you go to the store, connect with this elderly couple? They'll uh, they'll either give you your card or have you go to the bank and get money, whatever. You're not going to pay for it. Uh, the church might or they might, but we'll get it taken care of. But you're going to go to the store and buy the things they need and then take it to their front porch or to their garage and drop it off and leave. So you won't actually have con contact with them and you'll use gloves the whole time. And we want to be very safe, as safe as we can be, but we would want to get these people their food and they don't need to go through the anxiety and the worry of leaving their home and going to a grocery store to get these things at this time. So that's one very practical way. Just calling an elderly couple, checking in on them would be another way to do it. Just going and Taking a note to your neighbor saying, hey, here's how you can reach me. You might be scared to open your door with a stranger at the door. We're neighbors or I live two doors down. This is my name. I'll be going to the grocery store tomorrow. Text me if you have any needs, right? So real practical ways just to get creative and think about how you can reach out to a couple of people right around you and then be proactive in staying in touch with them and helping them during this time. Or it could be a single mom or a mom whose husband is away. His job is on the road. And so they she may be really worried about taking all the kids to the store. It may be difficult. And so, again, another opportunity for young people. It wouldn't have to be just the guys. But any young people, again, who are the lowest risk of this virus, going and helping the ones who are at the greatest risk. Okay. And what about uh, married men and men with families? Well, married men uh, need to pay attention to 
their families, obviously, and whether they have children or not. And then, of course, they're not exempt from wanting to love their neighbors and take care of their neighbors as well. So all of us need to take care of our neighbors, but some of us may be a little bit more at risk to be out and about, according to those in the medical community. So they they want us to be careful of our interaction. But again, anybody can go and leave a note with their neighbor. Hey, neighbor, headed to the grocery store tomorrow at noon. Here's my cell phone number. Text me if you have any needs. I'll be glad to pick it up for you. Um, and that's just letting them know that. And if they have anything else that you, they need help, maybe they're an elderly couple or maybe they're a family with a lot of little children and um, they're both having to work from home and it's very chaotic and they would love to uh, maybe drop their kids off at your place for a couple of hours, even even just 90 minutes. And so that's one thing families can do for each other. And of course, there's always a little bit of risk, but they're telling us not to have more than 10. So if you're a family of, say, husband and wife and three kids and your next door neighbors or husband and wife with two kids and you you tag team the five kids. So all five kids are at one house for a little bit and then they're at the other house for a little bit. And that way, a set of parents gets a breather for 90 minutes or something like that and the kids help entertain each other. Uh, and just being reasonable on how what toys they play with and what they stick in their mouth and those kind of things. But um, being being together with family, I mean, Levi, you know, is growing up in a homeschooled family that we did uh, everything together. And... Everything. Everything. <laughs> lots of things. Uh, maybe not everything, but lots of things. Um, so it's it's not the end of the world. A false in the family has to be together. It's how we balance now being together. And if mom or dad has to work from home, there's that balance. And creating those boundaries and letting the children know what those boundaries are and setting up proper expectations. I mean, when you were growing up, what, what do you think were some of the things that we did that brought balance into our into our home? Oh, okay. Um, oh, family dinners every night. Uh, I think that's something we had a very good streak with. Every night, it I, it was always in my head that dinners were for family. Um, I never even crossed my mind that people could be at somebody else's house for dinner unless it was a special occasion like a birthday or if we were visiting cousins or something so that that was cemented in my head and that was uh, always felt right uh, game nights we had those consistently at least twice a month it felt like um, in every birthday uh, and we would do birthdays as a family we had a few birthday parties here and there, but most of the time it was a family ordeal. Like, remember plenty of times waking up to uh, my siblings and parents singing to me. So, yeah, and uh, and the majority of my childhood is spent with my brother Micaiah, if not all my other siblings doing one thing or another. Ooh, we played a lot of football backyard football while we were in Texas especially that was a lot of fun maybe just because I was amazing at it probably <laughs> could have had a career as a wide receiver missed opportunities but <laughs> right well some of, the, yeah, some of those things you talk about really are just something we can have consistent in our families regardless of the circumstances so the 
I think what Levi's trying to say there is there's a few things that were very consistent that he remembers and that's that's the reality of it. The kids like consistency, they like a schedule. And so now all that's been thrown off and they're not going to school and they don't have the school schedule and the meal schedule and those kind of things. So trying to lock those things in is super, super important. And so to think about having a set time when everybody's going to get up and have breakfast together. So if you are working from home, you can still have breakfast together with the kids and then have a time where both parents have an opportunity to get a little bit of downtime before they have to walk into the office. And I'm doing that with my fingers parentheses like you can see it (laughs) (laughs) i've got an audience today i'm not used to that but the you know create your office space and when mom or dad is in that office space so to be left alone and you can set up a rule unless there's blood or someone to stop breathing you don't come and interrupt and of course the children have to be watched depending on their age but if you have children have to be watched obviously one of you parents is doing that and still trying to work at home. But the other one has an office they can go and escape to, but then they come out and have lunch with the family, and maybe the other parent gets an opportunity at that time to go and have some downtime. But there's the consistency of breakfast. There's a consistency of the parent going to an area that is the office, and, and the children cannot interfere or interrupt. And then there's lunch together, and maybe extending lunch. So there's lunch and then story time, or lunch and a little play time, whatever that might be. So you have a 90-minute lunch. You don't have to travel anywhere, so the kids really get 90 minutes of your time. But then they, they kids can take care of themselves to a certain degree. They can learn to play by themselves. They can learn to play with one another and become better friends. And know that soon it'll be mom or dad will be getting off from the office and coming back to the play area or the part of the house that is designated for them to be in whether it's their room or family room whatever that might be and then there's going to be dinner so breakfast lunch and dinner some play time and then of course the evening if that's if you're a traditional family all that can work to your favor by creating those consistencies and trying to not throw any more surprises into their their daily routine because there's been enough of that with everything that's going on right i would also Say that not only creating the consistencies, but creating proper expectations. Hey, we're working from home. These are things are going to be different. Let's sit down and talk about how it's going to be different. And some children are at an age where they can reason. If they're seven or eight, nine, uh, they'll be able to start to reason with you or understand what you mean. The others just need to be told this is how it's going to be. And they'll have other kinds of questions, but they're not reasoning out this as much. So... But setting those expectations, so creating the schedule, sticking to the schedule, and then setting the expectations. And seize the day. Seize this time. You may never have another four or five or six weeks in your kid's life like right now. So if you're married with young children, definitely seize the day. Take advantage of this time with them. And don't miss it for young couples who don't have children as of yet, or, you know, some of you older guys that might be listening to this that are like my wife and I were, were empty nesters, that this just sees the day. Take advantage of this time together and don't miss the opportunities you have to pour into each other, to set aside your electronic devices and play games and read together, read a book together. 
Uh, it's always great for a couple to read a book together. Um, C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, right now would be a great book. It was written, it was actually broadcasted by C.S. Lewis. He broadcasted those thoughts that are in, captured in that book to the people of England while they were being bombed by the Germans in World War II. So that was probably at least as big of a crisis as we are in right now. Maybe a little bit more, right? A lot more people dying on a daily basis, especially in the city of London. And on the radio would come C.S. Lewis and he would speak to them. And what he spoke is pretty much captured in the book Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. So get that book and read it out loud. And if you have teenagers reading that out loud to them and talking about the things that he addresses in that in that book. So what do you think, Levi? I think those are good thoughts. Should we uh that's about three times longer than your usual podcast. So yeah. glad I could get you talking. Well we'll we'll probably do a couple more special uh ones this this month and as things continue and maybe not be doing the daily. Uh, so would appreciate any uh, comments you guys have back toward us, those of you who know us. or I, I, I know I've got a Facebook page. I don't honestly know how to access it, but you can look for the Bushnell Project on Facebook, and I think you can leave your comments there. I'm not sure, sure how else to do that. I don't know. You could just give them your number. They could just text you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Now I get enough people texting me, I'll, I'll really lose myself then. So, um, yeah, maybe Levi can give me a tutorial on how to better do this, and there'll be ways for people to communicate. But anyways, God bless you guys. Stay the course. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, for those of you married, be investing in your wives during this time. God bless you.